Welcome back to The Watch List. I'm Nicole Petalides, live on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. We have a very special guest with us today. Postal Realty Trust will be ringing the closing bell to celebrate the third year since its listing. And I'm joined now by Andrew Spodek, CEO of Postal Realty Trust. Thanks so much for being with us. Appreciate it. Thank you for it. having me. So this is an exciting time for your company, for you, your family. Um, three years the listing. Tell me about the last three years. I mean, obviously you had to navigate through the pandemic, right? And you, you'll tell us the model of the business as well. It's all about the uh, postal service. That's right. So we are the uh, only publicly listed owner of postal properties. Uh, this is a business my father started in the early 80s. Uh, we took it public three years ago. Uh, and since that time, we've tripled and quadrupled our property count, square footage, and rental revenue. Uh, the pandemic wasn't really that big of a concern for us. Uh, the Postal Service pays their rent on time uh, all the time uh, through recessions, depressions, government shutdowns. Um, and we're able to operate these properties all over the country. We started with 271 properties, and now we're over 1,000. Uh, we operate in 49 states. I can't get over this because when you think about it, you know, for the last two years, we've been talking about commercial real estate, right? And people were saying, well, make sure you get commercial real estate that has exposure to medical buildings because people have to do that or daycare, but less so for retailer. Um, did you ever think about moving into anything else other than, than, than postal service? I mean, it sounds like you got a winning hand here. I think we do. Uh, I think we arguably have the best credit that you're going to find backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. Um, over all the years operating this, over the 10 plus years, we've had over 98% retention rate. Again, collecting 100% of our rents all over the country. It's a pretty good. I can't good. get over this. I, how do you have the ability to, from coast to coast to have these properties? I mean, how is it that no other real estate mogul has said, hey, Andrew, you know, I really would like to get in on this. I mean, I really like the. The, the confidence of the U.S. Postal Service. It's not like somebody who's going to start bargaining with me for rent. <laughs> well, we've been in the space for a long time. My father started this in the early 80s, and we have a significant amount of institutional knowledge. Um, we know these assets. Uh, last year alone, we sourced over three quarters of our deals off, off market, which speaks to our relationships in the space and our knowledge in the space. Sure. Sure. I mean, it's really exciting. Are you finding that certain areas, um, you know, if you own these properties, right? So the, I guess, is there ever a change? I mean, certain areas must be obviously more costly, more lucrative, you know, your return on investment. And do the U.S. Postal Services ever change where they are? I mean, like I, I'm in Midtown, right next to the Lipstick building over there is the, is the big, huge post office that sure. I go to. Um, but it's never moved. I've been, I've been in the same area here for 30 years. So we don't really focus on the very urban areas. Uh, we focus more on the last mile and the flex facilities, and we opportunistically buy industrial properties as well. Uh, we really go where the deal takes us. As I said, we can go anywhere in the country that we want to go. The most important part is that we feel that the building and the location is important to the Postal Service, and then we underwrite right. the real estate. And so, I mean, at, at, so you underwrite that real estate. So, for example, out in eastern Long Island, you know, I would always go to the West Hampton Post Office. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's been in the same spot also. 
So when you own that property, right, I don't understand what happens in 10 years or 20 years. It just keeps going and does it build its value because as the area grows in value, like real estate mostly does generally? It does. Uh, right. The Postal Service in general is very tied to their communities. They have a lot of capital invested in their buildings. And for right. those reasons and a, lot, and a lot others, they really don't typically relocate. How about the fact that do you have to work with others to, to actually get the money to buy these buildings to then move the postal service? The postal service says to you, hey, I'd really like to get a nice uh, spot in Lawrence or something in Long Island. And do you have to look to others to put money in together to buy buildings or do you just get financing and work together like that? We typically get financing. We right. have a credit facility, an unsecured credit facility, and, right. and that's that's how we purchase the and majority of And it works. How about the fact that rates have been on the rise or anything like that? I mean, obviously, that's a big factor if it, it really moves. And not only if it moves, but also if it moves quickly, right? That's really, I think, something that sort of spooked investors overall with the market. Um, you know, last year, right? When it went to 1.4 to 1.7, the 10-year bond yield, everybody freaked out, right? And now we're, you know, pushing 3%. So we have arguably the best cost of capital uh, in this particular niche. We are the largest player. We own 6% of the market, but that still is a very small piece of what this market really is. The next top 20 owners together only own 11%. There's a fragmented market out there. Right. And so even with the interest rates rising slightly, we're still able to get great spreads on our purchases. Right, and so what about um, you know cost per square foot? Can you give us some trends that are happening across the country that you're seeing um, in your business as a pro and, and obviously generations that you've sure. seen? So we've seen the cost per square foot go up as all costs have gone up. We've all seen it, we've all really felt it. On average though, we're buying these at about $150 a square foot and under, uh, which we find to be under replacement cost. Uh, and so we feel pretty pretty confident in the cost that we're buying these at. Is there, um, when you look at the space, right, in smaller properties, larger properties, does it matter to you or is it more about the value of that property? Are you it, more likely to buy something that's bigger? It, va it, it makes, it, it's all about the relation of the property to the mm -hmm. community that it serves, right? right about right. the demographics, right? So. The smaller properties, as long as it's well suited for the postal service sure. within that town and community, then that would be an asset that we would be interested in. Sure. And do you have to travel all over the country? Do you find, or do you have people, how do you um, have your company spread out around the nation? So I used to travel a lot more than I do. My responsibilities right. have grown Well, now FaceTime, and not FaceTime, <laughs> Zoom and Teams and all these things are, are front and center. That maybe made things easier for you in some it ways. It did. We, you know, when you're managing over a thousand properties, you have a network of contractors and vendors that you can utilize to leverage. We did that in a big way during the pandemic. Um, we have people in the office that also travel a great deal. Right. Um, but a lot of these facilities are all very, very similar. And when you're used to underwriting and closing yeah. these, which we are, uh, we've made a very simple, repeatable process. Right. On average, we're closing almost a deal a business day. So we're that doing tremendous so value. It's so exciting. And you have this recipe. Uh, you know, in a way, when you do something over and over and over again, you could do it in your sleep, but it's very exciting because you want to do the right deal at the right, right time in the right space. And that's the, that's the part that still makes it a challenge overall. You, um, as a CEO, you must be facing some of the same situations, whether it's the labor force, a ch churn of some sort, wage growth, people want more money. 
um, these kinds of things could cut it. Whether how about managing these buildings? You got to pay for supplies, uh, windows. You can't get a window anywhere. Um, you know what I mean? Those kinds of things. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that we have an amazing team, and I'm very proud of the people that, that we have. Um, the good thing about the structure of these particular leases is that they're double net in nature. So a lot right. of the expenses, uh, the operations are really the responsibility of the Postal Service. Right. And so a lot of those concerns uh, we don't have to worry about. So that's more of their thing. Just the last question. I mean, this was a business you mentioned your father uh, created and built up. And in real estate, they still wear ties, uh, which I love. And so you have your own family. Is this something that you would pass on, do you think? Is that if, if the kids were interested? My kids, uh, my oldest son is 11. And so I think we have a, a long time where I, until I have to deal with that question. Right, um, okay. But Well, congratulations. Three years, I'm sure you'll be you back much. and we'll be having some more great interviews thank in the much. future. Congratulations to you and your family. I mean, this is an exciting business. and. As long as we get our mail on time, you know, they call it snail mail sometimes. That but I can't control. I do. By the way, I still <laughs> mail everything. So I'm with you. I will keep your places in business for a long time. Andrew Spodek, CEO of Postal Realty Trust, joining us here live at the New York Stock Exchange as they celebrate their third year as a listing here on the floor. Thanks so much for being with us.